Hello. Hi, ready to go? Uh huh. All right. <laughs> the sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and the people of Bellingham are still stuck inside. Uh, a, a little more subdued, Maria. Well, we're all enjoying our time inside, I'm sure. <laughs> Very good. This is Annika in Columbia. And Maria in Happy Valley. And we are here to talk about Bellingham, the city of subdued whatever we want to talk about. We want to get to know you, Bellingham. Both the well-known and not so well-known. We are joined here today by our quarantined co-hosts. Romy, the cone of shame wearing beagle mystery mix. And Burrito, the Q-tip hunting assassin of Doom. (laughs) Tell me more. Well, my cat, for just about as long as I have known him, has been obsessed with Q-tips. If I buy Q-tips and I leave them out, he will climb up on the bathroom counter and uh, and steal them. But he only likes to steal one at a time. He's very particular about it. If I put the Q-tips away and he knows which drawer they are and he will MacGyver his way into the drawers and to to punish me for putting them away, we'll dump them everywhere and also dump out whatever was in the drawers. Huh. If if I if I hide the Q-tips well and he doesn't know where they are, then he will dig through the garbage can to find used Q-tips, which is as gross as it sounds. <laughs> oh my god. And he will chase them and throw them and just do whatever he can to uh to kill those little little white guys. Yeah. It's just funny. It's like a such a random thing to be obsessed with it's kind of like it reminds me of my student who was obsessed with the stage do you remember that oh I remember that stage and it was kind of like yeah I was like huh of all things to be interested in q-tips q-tips I don't know what he thinks they are but you know as soon as like it gets into his line of sight you could just see his like attack mode turn (laughs) on (laughs) Oh, that's uh, funny. <laughs> what about Romy? Has he uh, has he killed anything recently? Um, no. All he does is sleeps and stares at us, and wants to know why he still has this damn cone on. Mm-hmm. I believe it. You yeah. know, Romy. In a way, all of us are just in a much bigger cone. <laughs> <laughs> the cones are our homes. <laughs> Yes. And Big Daddy government won't let us out. <laughs> ah, curses. Curses. So I heard I heard an interesting theory speaking of Big Daddy government. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm sure you've heard about the 5G cell phone towers. Sure. I'm not saying that there isn't a debate about the safety of cell phone towers, the 
5G cell phone towers or like if there are any safety hazards, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I do know is that I don't think that the Washington state government is ordering everybody to stay home and quarantine and close down schools and businesses so that T-Mobile can go and build these towers in our neighborhoods while we're inside. I like to imagine that they're the ones that like, they try to disguise as trees, but they don't have (laughs) trees at all. (laughs) They're just putting up these really like inconspicuous uh, cell phone towers. They're just hoping nobody will notice when um, (laughs) when we all go outside again. It's like T-Mobile. Of all the of all the evil companies, I, I feel like T-Mobile is the least threatening of the cell yeah. service companies. Maybe well, I don't think they called out just T-Mobile. Oh, that was okay. just the one, first one that popped into my head. It was all of the cell phone companies. Oh, all right, all working but, together like they love to do. Yeah, but I I don't think that I think sometimes people underestimate how much our government really it's in their interest to have the economy running well. Mm-hmm. Would, would our government allow the economy to be pulverized to put up cell phone towers? I, I mean, I don't think so, but also, I don't, think I don't so. maybe I just don't have my, my big brain on right now. I can't see all the connections. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sheeple. <laughs> yeah. No, the only conspiracy theory I currently have is that the property brothers are lizard people they're just like a little too attractive and their eyes are a little too mm-hmm. far apart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i i i'm in it i'm into it <laughs> they were uh, they were designed by hgtv to like hypnotize stay-at-home moms doing yeah. diy craft stuff <laughs> they're so good at pretending to be humans <laughs> I know. But but not good enough. I, I get what you're saying. All right. You want to head on over to Hot Takes on Hot Topics? Oh, yes. Maria, what is the uh, hot goss in Bellingham this week? Well, Annika, I think this is something that you're going to be interested in. I got an email from my superintendent who got an email from his superintendent that said, we are doing online school for the rest of the year. Whoa. I know. What a coincidence. We have the same superintendent. So we probably got the same email. <laughs> At the same time. I know. I would imagine so too. I also sent you a text that was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is our life now. This is our life now. So, listeners, I'm sure you remember that um, Annika and I are both teachers we don't work in bellingham but we do work somewhere around here and um we are just trying to figure all this out as we go to annika what do you think would would have been crazier i know now the option has kind of been taking away for from taken away from us but um going back to school after six weeks of online school and trying to cram a bunch of stuff in after a month or really trying to take online school seriously on the fly and then like trying to do all of our goals and clerical and administration work over the computer. I, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> 
for, I mean, for my students in particular, I would have rather come back Mm -hmm. just because um, we're special ed teachers. Mm -hmm. And uh, though I think most for the larger population of students, I, I think, I think going back and cramming things would have been kind of a nightmare. Yeah. So I don't know. That was kind of a roundabout rambling answer. No, I, I think that's that's really just it. It's like, I don't think that we're really going to accomplish much by the end of June. I don't even know if we're allowed to accomplish much. The last time I talked to an administrator, they were advising, like, teachers push out two to three hours of work per week. And I know that when I'm usually at work myself, I try to do at least two or three hours of work a day. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> at least sometimes I don't oh. get there well I think I might be going above and beyond then but eh, it's tricky it is especially um, like you said we're special education teachers um, so Annika Annika has all of her own students I um, am more of a supplemental support teacher I do small group instruction so it's it's hard to know if my students are participating in their regular classroom instruction or if they're just doing what I'm doing. I'd prefer them just do what I do because like I'm making it for them in particular. But like if they send me stuff from their other teacher, that's cool too. Um, but like if, if they get three hours a day from one teacher and also three hours a day from me, like are they, are their parents thinking they have to do six hours of work and then like going crazy? Like that's something that we're dealing with too. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and I, I know for me, I have a few students that were, are technologically savvy, so mm-hmm. I'm not as worried about them, but I have some, quite a few students that uh, they, they are not independent with technology at all. Mm-hmm. And so my first assignment of the school year, I mean, of the, after the closure, mm-hmm. I did a modified assignment for each student and I just sent it to them in an email. Like one, one student I said in the email and I included the parent in on it. I said, Hey, send me a sentence about your week. And I had another student that I said, send me a greeting. I have another student that I was like, just send me a picture of you know what you did this week and I can tell you that my parents just did all of the work for them because I know that my student cannot spell Padilla Bay or all of these things so (laughs) I am having this issue where it's I can't really I don't really know if they're actually learning anything or if the parents are doing it for them which I totally understand if you didn't know what I was the, the level of prompting that I was looking for, you might overprompt and might help too much. I get it. It's just complicated and it's funny. Yeah. So there you go. I know. That's my rambling again. No, I mean, like I have students, like some of them are superstars and they do like everything. Even I, though I keep telling them like, you really don't have to do everything, but they like, they're like all proud of themselves. They're getting it all done. And that's awesome. I have some students who like will do one thing a week. And that's also fine because I get it. 
Like when I was a fourth grader, I probably could not be a self-directed learner while my parent was like busy doing other things. I'm like, I'm like the world's most like effective procrastinator. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get it. Hmm. Like even now. Yeah. I can barely self-direct to learn. I know. Annika and I are both doing, as we're teaching online elementary school, doing our online masters. Um, So we can really empathize probably with our students right now. Yes, definitely. So I get distracted so often. It's like, well, I want to play Animal Crossing. Well, I want to... Oh, look, the kitchen's really dirty. It's like, I don't even mind learning, but when there's something I know I have to do, I find every excuse not to do it. Even things I like less, like cleaning. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I totally get that. Uh, I've repotted a bunch of plants and then killed them. Mm-hmm. And one of them I killed because I was so bored that I was watering it too much. <laughs> And so I drowned some plants that are actually very easy to take care of when I read, when I read up on it, they're very hard to kill. And I killed them with too much love. You accomplished something that's hard to do. Then you should feel proud of yourself. Thank you, Maria. Um, So I wonder if we can offer some tips. I don't know, Annika, do you, do you have any good ideas? Cause I mean, I have some, but go first. Yeah. uh, Um, create a schedule, try and schedule some things that, I mean, just the routine is good. So even if you want to schedule in chores or a walk or um, gardening or things like that, that you want them to do, just the routine is pretty, pretty important. Um, Also take advantage of all the free subscriptions right now. Mystery science is great. And it's entertaining. And I've been referring that to all of my parents that want something more fun, but also educational. Uh, And Mystery Science is a great resource. And then there's also a a bunch more. But your teacher will probably uh, hopefully be sending those out. I know we've been getting um, access to a bunch of different online platforms and sending those out to our kids. So those are my recommendations. I think my recommendation is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to say, you know, if you're one of those families that you've been really great about going on to the Google classroom or the class dojo or the whatever you guys are doing, that's awesome. If you're one of the families that find it hard to engage with some of those things, here are some suggestions that would make me, if somebody sent this to me, I'd be just as happy that they were doing this instead of what I was pushing out. Um, taking the time to do a creative writing assignment. Now, I know in my class, we don't have a lot of time to do creative writing assignments, especially like novels uh, that, you know, kids, kid type novels. They always want to write about fun things like dungeons or Minecraft or whatever. Take the time to write a novel or a story. There's lots of inspiration out there. I know I had a couple kids tell me about, ask me, like, what if this is a zombie apocalypse? That'd be a good thing to write a novel out of. Um, Take some time to do some art projects. Uh, I don't know. I think there's lots of resources online right now for people teaching kids how to do art projects. Um, 
watch educational things on Netflix. Like I think Bill Nye is there. If you can't manage anything else, maybe you could watch some science uh, videos on Netflix or YouTube. Just like try to get it in when you can. Um, because a little bit of something is better than nothing. <laughs> Uh-huh. And those are all actually great things that, you know, we don't have time to do during the normal school day, but would, are totally awesome projects that are engaging and important for learners anyway. Yes. And don't be too hard on yourself. I think every we're, – we're just planning for – approaching the next school year with a very open mind mm-hmm. and, you know, just working with our kids wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And remember, everyone is going to be four months behind. Everyone in the whole yeah. country. So really, you're right where you're supposed to be. <laughs> exactly. Well, what was the... This goes kind of into the category of hot goss uh, that it was a meme that went around that people started taking seriously about uh, Jay Inslee recommending that everybody gets held back a year. Oh, I did see that. It was just a meme, but some people apparently took it seriously. So the um, Washington State uh, Superintendent of Public Instruction, what's his name? Uh, uh, yes, Rachel. He, he ended up having to like make an, a make a statement about it. And it's like, oh, sir, I'm sure you're much too busy to be addressing memes that are being taken seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sucks. As much as I would love to hold all my students back a year, because like my yes. fifth graders especially, it's going to be really oh. hard for me. And Annika too, she also teaches fifth graders. They're going to go off to middle school and we're not really going to have a chance to say goodbye and so those are some of my favorite students students that I've had for three years in a row and so mm-hmm. they're not just like it's not just like students that go every year it's like students I feel like I have really close relationships with and I'm really invested in the, what I what I imagine their future to be um hopefully yeah. full of success and so letting them go especially like so quickly without without really the time for me to prepare emotionally it's just hard so listeners uh there's one more thing kind of a a meta project that we want to work on before we get to our next segment annika and i are novice podcaster slash radio personalities we're still trying to get the hang of natural language um and i'm sure you've noticed we tend to use a lot of filler words like amazing cool interesting especially in our interviews where we're a little bit nervous um, and we're really going to try to curb that but you know uh, i think we could turn it into a drinking game with all of you if you're in a safe spot that's appropriate to take a couple drinks back or take a couple shots back or throw a couple drinks back uh (sighs) it might become more fun that way yes (laughs) it might become amazing it's amazing (laughs) sorry (laughs) uh yeah no i think i think that's great and maria brought it up to me that um she had received some constructive feedback from a listener that uh, we needed to keep an eye on these filler words. And at first I was like, 
I was like, okay. And I like got on Reddit to see like what the comment was. Cause I was like, I wonder if they're being mean. And I looked at it and they were so nice. They like said it in such a way that I was like, thank you. I, I was, I'll be better about that. I promise. I was just so happy that somebody was listening all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get that. We have, we have quite a lot of, we have a lot of starts in the data. Uh-huh. <laughs> But we do have a fair amount of listeners, too. I, I was able to access on Spotify, and apparently they estimate that we have, like, 45 listeners. We love each and every one of you. We, you are all so yes. <laughs> And, you know, it's only, it's only going to get better from here. So you all are on the ground floor. And someday, when Annika and I are famous, you can be like, I, <laughs> I listened to them before they were popular. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest Perfect. reward in all of hipster yes. culture. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And we are going to make some other improvements uh, coming pretty soon. We are investing in a paid platform to record podcasts because right now we do a free platform, which means we have sound problems <laughs> on usually our segment is okay but it's during the once a third person comes on our interview yeah. uh, we tend to have quite a bit of sound issues so hopefully investing in a paid platform we will have higher sound quality and um, less issues with recording mm-hmm. yes okay so that's it. those are our hot takes on the hot topics for now and with that we're going to zoom right on over to the interview Today, our guest is Stephanie McDonald. Stephanie McDonald is a private practicing psychotherapist from Heart Listening Therapy. She's been a therapist for over nine years with extensive experience in working with trauma, anxiety, self-esteem issues, and more. How are you doing today, Stephanie? I'm doing okay. It's nice to be here virtually. Yes, virtually, (laughs) remotely. It's our whole lives now, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Uh, Tell us about yourself. Well, as you said, I'm a a mental health therapist, psychotherapist, and I have a private practice uh, in the lettered streets. Um, I primarily work with adults, and that's usually anyone over the age of 18, and I do one-on-one therapy. And I think my main areas that I I get a lot of people in uh, would be anxiety would be the first one. Um, And then depression kind of comes with that. They're best friends, so they hang out together often. And then um, uh, trauma, which is kind of like, you know, varying levels of trauma, like trauma because we're human beings and trauma because of terrible shit that's happened. And then grief and loss. Um, Grief and loss has been a big part of my practice. Um, And yeah, I've been doing this. I worked in community mental health for a while, worked at Unity Care Northwest, which was my last community mental health, but I've been in private practice for the last three years. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Since this is a Bellingham podcast, what brought you to Bellingham? You know, I was thinking about that question. Um, Ultimately, it was because I couldn't afford to live in Seattle anymore. Mm. Uh, My husband and I saw the writing on the wall. that we weren't going to be able to afford a home. And this was in 2012, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, 
And we just knew that even though he had grown up in, in Seattle, we Seattle, and I had grown up in Seattle, but primarily called San Francisco home. And truthfully, I got pushed out of San Francisco too. So and maybe I had I had seen the writing on the wall of what was going to happen with Seattle in, in a lot of ways. So we looked up to the Bellingham area, which I didn't know much about. I just knew that Death Cab for Cutie was from here. That's literally all I knew about it. <laughs> Which I mean, that was that was great, and uh, yeah. So there were there was work up here, and it's a college town, so we were really attracted to that, um, and we could afford to live here. So that changed pretty quickly. Yeah, it's uh, Annika and I were just talking about on an earlier episode how expensive housing has gotten recently. Yeah, yeah it's a big issue. I, it comes up a lot in therapy that I do, um, and yeah. It's an equity issue for sure. So mm-hmm. because uh, because you lived in Bellingham a while, we want mm-hmm. to know if you have a Bellingham story. Uh, we're aiming for something amusing that has a person, place, or thing that other listeners would recognize. You know, I, I got, got it. Damn it. I can't do amusing, but I can do a Bellingham <laughs> you know what? that's okay it might be it might be just mirroring of the times a little bit but um yeah well I was thinking about that too and I was thinking well you know the most classic Bellingham story I have is when uh was I was staying with my friend Stephanie for the election so 2016 and uh it was a shocker that night and I couldn't drive home for various reasons. <laughs> I was drunk. Like, I literally wasn't sure I could <laughs> drive a vehicle. Um, <laughs> so that next morning, because um, I, I didn't sleep, but we, I stayed there basically, and we went to Home Skillet. And I had loved Home Skillet. Um, and it was absolutely the right choice because – Uh, It was like a big solidarity club. I think I exchanged email addresses with somebody. It was, we all looked exactly the same, completely depressed, slightly out of our mind. And we uh, ate really good food and kind of supported each other. So it was a great Bellingham moment for me. I was like, oh yeah, I like this town. It's not so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Definitely. Yeah, Yeah. that's a perfect story. (laughs) I was going to say, as soon as you said the, the 2016 election, I was like, it's already amusing. <laughs> there was a lot Great of job. memories and a lot of yeah, memories. One of those moments you don't forget, right, in our lives? Nope. <laughs> nope. I, I think a lot of us remember exactly where we, where we were when we it's our saw the map. Shot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. So uh, what is it like being a practicing therapist in Bellingham? Um, it's wonderful. I mean, I was so happy to take the jump into doing private practice, but quite nervous about it too, about the financial risk. And uh, I have found the community to be really receptive to therapy. So I've been really blessed to be um, full most of the time. But I have there's a wonderful community, a great referral community of uh, therapists out here. I mean, we all are... Uh, usually pretty full, so it's really great when somebody joins the ranks because it's like they've got somebody to refer to, um, and I've really appreciated that about Bellingham. And um, I have a nice little office that I had fun decorating, and I bring my dog Grady to work um, probably about a couple of days a week. And so, 
I, it's been a really wonderful move for me and I miss it in some ways as part of the grief I think I'm feeling now is like oh right like I miss my little office but yeah it, it, I, I made the right move when I jumped over to do this yeah definitely do you uh what are some of the I mean if you're allowed to yeah talk about this I don't know what are some of the big differences between um being a practicing therapist in Bellingham versus Seattle if there are any you know that's a really good question I never practiced in Seattle but I have friends who practice there um and one I think there's probably maybe two differences that I've seen one there's there's a lot more people you're you're practicing with which so it seems a little more competitive but that may not be true it may just be an outsider's view looking in um, another thing is there are clinicians I think who do more cash pay and can be successful in that because there's a lot of money in that city um, mm. and I think you can have a real uh, specific niches and that's probably really smart uh, to put yourself you know like oh that person does anorexia or that person um, you know work with haze health at every size so um, but that, you know, that's me looking on the outside. So that may not be a full, a full picture. Mm. What, uh, philosophies do you hold? Mm. What personal philosophies do you mm. hold as a therapist that add to your job? Uh, well, I find this work to be incredibly subversive. I, I dare I say, um, and so I have to watch that my own ego and power because I do have a way of looking at the world, which is about personal liberation, about being free from the self-hatred that we hold. That's also a part of our world. Like, oh God, shit, I'm getting all emotional. It's okay. <laughs> and, um, and, and I really believe that our work on this planet is to love ourselves and then love each other. And God, if I can be a part of that, then I'm all about it. So, you know, I feel really blessed to do this work. I, I work with really interesting people and they're all varying backgrounds. I work with people who are quite poor and I work with people who are quite wealthy. I work with um, mostly women because that's who mostly goes to therapy, though. I have God bless it. I love it when I get um, somebody in there who's a varying degrees of who they are. And I just, I love I just, I love the work in many, many ways. Yeah. What is, uh, what is one thing you would like our listeners to know about coming to therapy? Wow. That's a really good question. It seems to be uh, so terrifying. Um, And I, I get that. I mean, I didn't go to therapy until I was in my thirties. And it, part of it was, I think I never really considered it was something that I would do, even though I, everything pointed to that I should have gone. Um, so I think admitting that there's fear there is where you start. But, you know, the reality of what it is, is it's the hardest thing to get in the door. But once you're in the door, I find that people, it's almost like a breath of relief. Um, and I'm not scary, really. I mean, I really try to just be like, I'm hella interested in you. You know, let me be that person who mirrors back what I think you already know. You just often it's about just trying to help people discover that within themselves. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's funny sometimes. I mean, I we laugh a lot because the world 
pretty absurd and our thoughts around it are pretty absurd too. Um, so mm-hmm. it's not all about te- crying and tears and it can be, it can be like, you know, I'm coming in to work on this problem and then they're gone. And I have some people that I've seen for years just because it ends up being this ongoing conversation about, you know, life and their place in it. And so it gets to be whatever you want it to be. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and so especially with, with it having to, with it, with therapy ending up being what you want it to be, do you ever experience people that self-select to come to therapy that aren't ready? Mm. I, I did see a lot of that when I worked in community mental health sometimes because it was mandated that they come to therapy mm. um, for, so they could get benefits, which I was never a fan of. Um, so there, I've definitely sat with people who are not ready. And, and I said, I, I've sat with that in private practice too. And, you know, it can be painstaking work. Often those people, they self-select and, and end up fading away, but you know, some hang on. Some <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, ultimately, mm-hmm. if you take that step to call a therapist and then go to the intake of that first session, like you're ready. Like there's a part mm-hmm. of you that's ready. Cause like most people don't ever get there, <laughs> 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 uh, which is too bad. But I mean, so there's that part that I try to look for. It's like, dude, you're here. You're on my couch. Lots of people aren't on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, right. It's, it's longer work sometimes because the defenses are so high, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to change the subject a little mm-hmm. bit to COVID-19. How is that impacting your life and your work? Oh, my Lord. I, I think I literally had one of the busiest periods of my whole life. Um, I transitioned into telehealth about oh my gosh like the 16th or the 17th I I was just like I know I have to go home and um so that was insane I didn't even take any time off I was talking to my therapist friends and I'm like Jesus none of us took time off we literally just did it we moved our whole offices to our home and I think part of that is because we do know right now that there are people who really need to talk to us as we need to talk to them I mean it's totally changing I can already feel it the way that I sit with people besides the fact that I'm in their home now and they're in mine. Um, But just the fact that um, like we are going through this together. This is not me sitting across from you trying to understand your experience. I understand your experience. (laughs) Um, And that Mm -hmm. is a whole new realm of how to work with people. And I'm really excited about it. I think it's just going to be very human um, mm. And I'm always a fan of that. So, so there's good. It's been difficult. It's been exhausting. I don't think I've ever been as tired as I've been in this last week or two. Um, and it's also I feel a great privilege because I get to talk to people all day who want to talk about real shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's really a gift. <laughs> I mean, I'm tired by the end, but at least I'm processing the really interesting aspects of what we're going through. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. When we, we are, we're both teachers. So we just moved all of our things online and that's been an experience. Not has it the technological aspect of it. I mean, we're all just 
if some of us are running up bigger hills than others, but I mean, you just had to learn as you were going. Yes, it's been a really fly by the seat of your pants kind of experience, I think, for for most Mm -hmm. teachers in most districts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man. How uh, therapy has changed since you switched to telehealth, but it sounds like you kind of answered that. Do you have anything else to... Um, well, the fun, I mean, let's a little bit of being in people's homes. I mean, that's really interesting. I have met more cats in the last couple of years. <laughs> awesome. And I've gotten tours of people's homes and I've gotten to meet partners. Um, <laughs> I've gotten to hear people play the piano for me. I've had people sit in the, their toilet <laughs> to get away from their kids. Oh, <laughs> I mean, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought you meant like they just had to go to the bathroom. (laughs) I was like, oh, (laughs) that would have been um, interesting. (laughs) There would have been some symbolism in that, I'm sure. But yeah, it's been interesting to, and again, I've got uh, uh, two big dogs and two big cats. And at one point, my cat was throwing up during a session. At another point, my dog was farting. At another point, my dog was chewing on these decorative sticks I have in the room. You know, I've thoroughly had on my end, too. Um, So it's working. I mean, I was afraid it wasn't going to work because I'm out in... um, Birch Bay Blaine and I don't have the internet out here and uh, that I was like how in the world am I going to do this Um, but thank God for technology I'm streaming it through my phone yeah definitely it's uh, it's good that it happened you know in an age where all the all the delivery apps people had installed already Mm -hmm. and everybody's already got, you know, the Mm -hmm. multiple streaming apps and whatever to keep them occupied. If this had happened hmm, 10 years ago, I think it would have been a lot worse. I I totally agree. I, I wonder how, I mean, technology is such a part of this experience and I think it's going to be fascinating to see if it evolves with us. You know, it's been such an mm-hmm. interesting place. It's kind of become almost a burden and 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 a nasty one at that sometimes. And so to try to understand how it's going to change with us is going to be really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm curious to see the changes that will happen when society sometimes somehow re- <laughs> returns back to normal. If if there will be more people working from home mm-hmm. or if there will be um all of these businesses that are equipped for you know remote mm-hmm. interactions or uh curbside pickups mm-hmm. that they really hadn't been before i wonder if we're still going to be able to get big mamas uh delivered because <laughs> that's been kind that of was fun. the question I'm so jealous of everybody in Bellingham because they don't deliver shit out here. And I have always wanted wow. black sheep to deliver and they're fucking delivery now and I can't get them and I'm so sad. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh, but you know. Uh, <laughs> well, they, 
they do have curbside pickup, yeah. but it's still it's not the same as the not getting out of my jam. Well, the... I guess I could stay in my jammies in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. In fact, they prefer you stay in your car. I yeah. my my dog gets vicious if somebody walks towards our car, so I got out of the car to uh, get something from the, one of the restaurants yeah. in town and he was like oh see in your car I was like he will <laughs> Romy will try and bite your arm off so it's gonna be really weird when but, we get out of here how this all yeah really weird yes I I oh, think yeah. something that's coming out of this though is like mm-hmm. you said that you could you could stay in your pajamas all day it's it's a yeah. little bit of permission to you know, let your beard grow out because no one's going to see it. Or, hmm, how long can I go without a haircut? I'm going on over a year. I was going to get one, but now I can't. So we're just going to see how long my hair can get. Totally. (laughs) I was thinking about the social influencers a lot, and I'm like, what the hell are they going to (laughs) do? But then I'm like, no, Facebook is already selling me like ways to uh, wear masks or, you know, like some tool that if I poke a button, I don't have to ever use my fingers. So, you know, it's all adapting with this too, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm jammies on the bottom and then I'm like therapist from the t- top up. So we're. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's, I had a, I posted a picture on uh, my social media of my work outfit, which was jammies with the tucked into the socks yeah. from the waist down and then like a normal shirt. Up yeah. <laughs> we're trying <laughs> the zoom meeting uniform oh, uh, so what can other community members do to support you at your at this time and how can community members support your clients at this time oh wow that's a, a good question too well you know how can community members support me well they can stay inside <laughs> 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 I mean, let's just be really simple. I've, I've got a sense that a lot of people feel like they need to be doing a lot right now and, and maybe even just helping too. But um, I really feel mm. right now it's like we just, we need to stay inside. So that's how the community can support me right now. If that will change, of course, when I'm out of here. Um, but in supporting my clients, I mean, that's supporting each other. That's supporting them. Yes. Um, and um, I am really trying to stress to myself and to my clients and everyone, like, listen, we're all just going to be so snappy and mean. And, you know, I've already yelled at my husband more in these last couple of weeks than I think I've ever yelled at him. And I'm also so aware, like, that I'm totally stressed out at times. And so my capacity for forgiveness has to be there right now to forgive myself and to forgive um, him and so I would ask that of all of us to just really hold that we this, the, the goal is to get closer if we can or to maintain not to break up not to right major, major thing hash outs right now I mean unless that feels good but you know what I'm saying like yes let's just yeah. And so <laughs> that moves us really close to our, our next question was yeah. if you um, if you have a message for our mm. community that you'd like to to get out there, mm. if you had one thing to tell people mm. who are home alone, but together. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I'm my whole philosophy in many ways is to look for the dialectic. So look for the other side. So if you are feeling incredibly depressed, and, and I totally understand that, you know, understand there's going to be growth from this, there's going to be change in this and see if you can figure out within yourself what that would look like for you. Um, and if you're really anxious, then almost do the opposite. Just breathe, please. Let's just breathe. I mean, in many ways, this feels like a respite for us. Like we just got this chance, man. Let's just, we can do this, but we have to do it together. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I grew up during the AIDS crisis in San Francisco and I've seen how we survive plagues and it's called togetherness. So let's do that. We can do that. Awesome. Mm. thank you so much thank you yeah. I really had a fun time it was just a nice conversation yeah, it was it was really great and actually I'm, it's I'm not glad. quite over yet because now we're going to get oh. into our best segment and oh. Annika my favorite segment which is called local treasures um, okay. in this segment we do a round table sharing something we ate oh. drank or otherwise consumed oh. that fills us with local pride so Stephanie okay. do you have a local treasure well, shoot, I do. Um, I'm going to say it's Antler Bakery um, that's out of woods. Have you guys ever mm. talked about that? No, we haven't had anyone mention that on our show yet. Mm. I just think she's one of the best bakers in town. Um, and she's got the little store that's in the woods right down by Faith Life um, and the Pickford. And she's also at the Bellingham Farmers Market. Uh, and she has just she just puts a lot of love into what she makes, and I love food, so I'm I'm pretty picky in some ways. Um, I like quality, so I really I hope she does well. I worry about the small businesses right now, but I think mm -hmm. on her website that you can still do orders, and maybe she's delivering or something. That sounds great because I would love some baked goods right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know, right? <laughs> what What's your favorite thing to get oh, there? She has a chocolate peanut butter pie that is really amazing. Oh, that sounds so good. When I, when I get it, I have to get a, a slice for my husband too. He really enjoys it. That sounds perfect. Awesome. Annika, yeah. what is your local treasure this week? Really quick, can you hear no. the TV at all? No. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we weren't listening to the Saved by the Bell theme song throughout the episode. <laughs> it just so turned off. Awesome. <laughs> I know. I know. So if it is, I guess it's not a big deal if it's like, if it's on. <laughs> <laughs> is that? Yeah, no, perfect? exactly. I think. Per perfect. Perfect. Uh, well, they. I guess they sound very similar because. Um, the 90s yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. so uh, my local treasure so anyone who knows me or who has been in a place where there's there either is alcohol involved or there's not alcohol involved knows that I love fries yeah. and so I just any sweet potato fries waffle fries crinkle fry. I just love them. Uh, my local treasure this week is the sweet potato fries from Bayou uh, on Bay. Yeah. It is one of my, they're one of my favorites. Yeah. 
they have an amazing that like I think it's an aioli that goes with it yeah Blair sure really good Sure, Marie. That's you got it, girl. Wrap up and share my local treasure for this week, which is Chuckanuts bourbon. Um, I really like their bourbon. It's like the perfect amount of sweet and smoky, and it's it's nice that you can find it, you know, downtown in their storefront or pick it up at the Hagen. Um, it makes a great gift. Like I got some for my brother for his for his birthday, and he. He loved it, and I was, like, so proud because he, like, shared it with all his snooty San Francisco friends. And I'm like, what is this great bourbon that we've never heard of? And I'm like, that's my hometown bourbon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yuppies. Um, and so it's always nice that I can I can take something that, you know, people in this town work really hard for and put it out in the world. And it's it's not just my local ego that thinks it's delicious, but also people think it's delicious worldwide because they're just so talented so um i also want to shout out to them because i believe they are sold out of all their clear liquors Mm. because they are turning that part of their manufacturing into hand sanitizer uh production Mm. as well so shout outs to the check in it team i'm so excited for you to open your your restaurant and your storefront back up Mm. again uh downtown when that happens so yeah that's uh that's local treasures for this week awesome awesome all right stay healthy bellingham stay healthy a little more (laughs) yes a little more subdued maria (laughs) cut 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 the end